Say chasers, people. Gods are fed. Chirpies are still chirping. It's hilarious. We are going to be joined by you good people in this segment. Hey, you get it? That's what's going for Killmonger. We're going to be joined by you guys in this segment with your questions, whatever you want to bring up with the audience, whatever you'd like to talk to me about, and more. Um, and I just want to go ahead and say this while the music's playing and while people are joining. Um, sometimes I get up over here and I get I get a little ridiculous. I get a little ridiculous. It's the, the, the song is called Latest by X-Boy. You can find it on his uh, Signs EP. But sometimes I get up over here and I get a little bit ridiculous. I get a little bit uh, dramatic, sensational. Um, and that's not good. Like, it's good for filler, for airtime. But it's not good because we sometimes do miss critical and important things to bring up to you people. Um, and I kind of, I get frustrated because I get so... I'm like, I look at this evil and I'm just like, good lord, how are we just sleepwalking towards this? And it just gets hard trying to slow it down, you know. I wanted to talk about uh, the food chain breaking down, food supplies, food shortages, and stuff like that in the previous uh, segment, but that wasn't in the notes. We were unable to. So I just wanted to say that uh, to start this off. While I do get a little bit dramatic and uh, sensational, that's not sometimes what I'd like to do because I want to be able to get this information out there to people and whenever I'm over here fooling around, I can't. So I'm sorry for that, guys. Um, that is another reason why I am working on this apology letter with, uh, in relationship to my uh, coronavirus coverage because it's inconsistency that I find disgusting. We pride ourselves on being consistent, honest, and truthful and to recognize that I've engaged in flip-floppery it's disgusting. So I'll figure out a way to slow myself down so I'm not so dramatic and uh, <laughs> an extra, basically. And I'll figure out a way to uh, explain my youthful optimism and delusional altruism. But yes, it is Cinco de Mayo Tuesday, which means that it is your Instagram Live Day. Hopefully, we have some people that bring up, you know, the food shortages. Uh, food banks, stores running out of uh, 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 seeds. Um, hopefully we have a lot of people bringing up things that, that talk about this stuff because it is a, it's turning into a very, very crazy world. So let's go ahead, get rid of that. Tell you guys to join our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. What you're doing when you join that is you're actually helping us secure this information. You're helping us deliver it in an appropriate way. You're actually helping back it up as well. I'm trying to figure out a way to archive a lot of the information we have, a lot of the posts, comments, videos, and more. We have a video library. So every single video that you see like on the Instagram page, it is backed up on our own servers. When you guys join exclusive members, you get access to that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to organize it for so it's a little bit more categorized. 
but that's one of the things that you get when you join exclusive members. Not only that, but you get access to our uh, private group chat. Um, we have discussions and shows every other Friday, and it is literally blossoming. But what I want to talk about before I start getting you guys on is just that the exclusive members, and I think we're at like 35 or 38 out of 40. Once we hit 40, I'll do live shows every single Friday. And then my next goal after hitting 40 is to get 100. Once I get 100 exclusive members, that's whenever I want to start rolling out the app to you guys because I'm telling you, we're not going to be here that long. And we shouldn't be. We're not going to be here that long. And it would be foolish of us to, to, to think so. It would be foolish of us to sit here and think that we're going to stay here operating in this configuration, doing what we do until... You know, until we're done. It's stupid to think that way. We're trying to figure out how to come up with alternatives and backups, and that's why all I can do is pr put you in the direction of BitChute, Brighteon, D, uh, uh, DTube, Minds.com, um, and other things like that, because these are places that back up what we're doing that are not mainstream. So we're trying to figure out ways to ensure that you get the information that if, in the event that they take us down, that we can still operate in some kind of fashion. If you guys want to support that, you want to take part in that? You want to help us? Join our Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction exclusive membership program. Let's go ahead and get some guests on. Let's go ahead and get, uh, what does that say? Big Joma? Big Joe Ma? Big Joe Ma? 22. What's up, Freedom? What's going on, Big Joe? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? Oh, you know, we're trying to make it, man. Just trying to survive out here. Hey, bro, you're on the right side of the ground. That's good. What's up? Oh, not much, man. Just over here in Detroit, you know, at work. Trying to waste a little bit of time. Good. Hopefully, you're spending it the right way. Talk to me, man. How's, how's Detroit looking? How are people out there? Man, they're trying to lock Detroit down, man. They don't give a fuck. Everybody out here doing what they got to do. Good. Everybody who's scared stays inside. Everybody doing what they need to do is out here. Cops harassing. Like, man, the cops are the worst here. They so, pull up to everybody. No masks, no gloves. And they're issuing, you know, social distancing tickets. Huh. Right. What about, what about a curfew? $1,200. You don't care. What about like a curfew or something like that? Have they, have they, have they instituted that? Do you see them like showing up? more enforced like for like a party or something like they did in Chicago? Like how are how are the cops acting out there? And then how are the people acting out there? Well, you know, you got your older generation, they're more scared, you know, they're more taking it easy, being safe. But you know, these young cats out here, man, they they going wild, man. They, hey. not, they don't care about this lockdown. Hey, I, I, you know? can, can you blame them? I mean, no, shoot. not at all. I wouldn't want to be locked inside my house 24 seven. Well, let, let, let me let me ask your thoughts on that, because, you know, they're going to try to hit us with like the second wave. Oh, the second wave of the coronavirus. Oh, there's more mutations. What are your thoughts on that, on the second wave? And then even these these reopened protests that are taking place. Honestly, the way I see it is they're just promoting fear. That's all it is. Second yes. wave, this, second wave, this. They're just trying to get you scared because that second wave, they want it to be deadlier than that first wave. Just so they can prove it to us. Oh, look how bad it is. Quote, I agree. You know? Well, man, you know, people out here in Detroit, man, they're getting rowdy, man. They're getting restless. Like, they can't do it no more. Money's running out. It's getting scarce. Like, you know, they ain't pulling up with it. Can you blame them? Like, can, of course can, not. And I feel, like, I feel like we'll have more people that join us and say the same thing, dude. Like, we're, we're seeing 
our country die before our very eyes and nothing's being done about it. Aside from that, you know, like Bill Cooper told us this 30 years ago, if yep. people were just started taking action 30 years ago, we wouldn't even be in a situation like this. If anything, um, we'd be the ones, you know, you know, making sure everything's getting better. We're, the, we're that generation. We are the change makers. We're the agents of change. Bill, we are Bill Cooper's reinforcements. He had to do what he had to do in order for us to pay, to pay, to pave the way for us to come through. So I hear you, bro. It's it's just an uphill battle all the way through. All the way through, man. Man, like it's hard waking up people out here, man. Bro, like, I, you know, everybody want to believe one thing. It's like, oh, it's a real disease. Nah, it's a bioweapon. Nah, they're just bullshitting. It's like, listen, man. It's all three, man. You better get your info right. There it is. There it is. What do you want to leave the audience with, man? I love your energy. Oh, my man. Uh, I just want everybody to wake up, man. Learn your rights, man. First and foremost, learn your rights. Thank you me. know, everybody should have a constitution with them. Everybody should have the constitution in their house as well as a copy of the Declaration of Independence. You know, there you go. yes, our, our country was founded by pillaging and raping and taking over. But you know what? They're doing the same thing to us right now. Yep. You know, they're trying to take over this country, the greatest country in the world, in my opinion. Amen. You know, we gotta keep it. We gotta keep it ours. We do, and that's why we have to fight today, bro. All we have is the fight. Thank you for joining me, bro. Stay course, safe out there. Thanks for having me. You too, man. There he goes. Yep. Big Joe. Yep. I'll put uh, I'll put his page in the description bar below because he's right. Um, I have pocket constitutions all over the house when I go to gun shows or protests, the store, you know, skate parks, hiking trails. I'm taught, I do it all the time. Um, and I want to point this out too, since we, since we talked about this, I'll say this and get on the next guest. We are the new Jews, the technocracy, the very same powers that were behind the Nazis are also behind Bill Gates. We have now become the new Jews. They're, except they're not going to like brand you with a number. They're going to give you a, they're going to give you a digital certificate. We're going to become citizens of the technocrats. The technocrats of the new Nazis, we've become the Jews. And just like that, overnight, we've all become prisoners in this new world. This is the new world order. This is the police state. This is that Gestapo. This is the technocratic takeover, the scientific dictatorship, and why it has to be opposed at every level. Let's go ahead and get on James Lamont. Lamoth was a, a J. Lamoth. 2020. I hope I'm saying that the right way. Jay Lamothe, 2020. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jay. How hey, are you, how bro? How you doing? I'm a huge fan of your page. Oh, doing I appreciate a great it. Great job before I start. Um, yeah, I was agreeing with uh, the last guy that was on here. I think that the economy needs to kind of wake up. It's like mm -hmm. we're almost in a trance almost. And I think that if everybody, you know, does what they're supposed to do, then I feel like things could change in a much more positive way and help, you know, overcome this uh, worldwide pandemic. Well, if you don't mind me asking, because I, I like I like that thought, waking up the economy. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Because of Yeah, um, I was going to say, I was thinking of something like, uh, it's almost like we're afraid of this virus that we're too scared to do something about it, I feel like. Yes that I feel like, you know, if we don't do something now, then I feel like only matters could get worse. So that's why I feel like we should start, you know, 
practicing even like social distancing because it's gonna become like a law to wear a mask you know in the streets in a couple of days from now and um i feel like that if we have you know if we take if we do something about it now i feel like then matters could not get more worse and we could do something about it let me uh let me pick your brain about something if i could yeah uh this is more to your point about waking up the economy you see them kind of making masks and not yeah. missiles right uh, masks not missiles they're making medication not yeah. ammunition right um do you think it would be good for us like either as a page or as a, as a narrative as a whole to point that out that instead of working on weapons of war we're trying to create weapons or at least tools of restoration would that be like a good way for us to talk about waking up the economy i mean that's a good question um you know that that's that's a very good question i was gonna say like if if like are you talking about like almost like a uh like creating like weapons you were saying well i'm trying to i'm trying to trying to equate like i'm trying to equate like our previous thinking and how we've got to start like a whole new thought of thinking yeah like, yeah. We're, we're, like you said we're, we're, we're scared of this virus so we're trying yeah. to kill it kill it kill it right. instead of switching our thinking thinking about okay we can't kill the virus how can we build ourselves with medications proper uh, proper treatments right. masks and things like this i feel like if we switch our thinking and switch our approach yeah, yeah. rather than trying to terminate it we can we can overcome change yeah, yes we can overcome it right uh, yeah i agree with that that's just that's just my angle right yeah yeah totally agree um yeah i mean if the economy you know does something about this virus before it gets too worse i feel like you know we would have like a summer you know mm -hmm. what i mean like people would still be outside would live our normal lives again but people just are we're reaching the point where I feel like people just don't care anymore. They don't. And I feel like it's a shame because if they don't care, then, you know, we're not going to get through this anytime soon. Well, I feel like a lot of people have been told uh, to care. Right. About, you know, about, oh, care about the virus, virtue signal your neighbors, you know, feel bad about this. Yeah. A lot of people haven't really been um, trained or taught themselves yeah. to overcome this. That's why, I use, that's, that's why I'm glad you used that word. To, right. to, to overcome these things. Right. We've been given the spirit of fear, yeah. uh, not, really, not really one of courage. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's become a huge problem, not just in the USA, but, you know, worldwide. It's a shame. Well, if you, uh, just before I let you go, uh, Jay, if you don't mind, how are things where you're at? And are people, I mean, are they receptive to this idea? Are they wanting to get back to normal? Oh, uh, just just from your perspective, what are, what, yeah. what's going on? I'm from uh, New England. Um, I've noticed that when I, I'm actually a senior in high school, and my uh, senior in high school had actually closed for the entire year. You know, I'm not going back to high school. I'm not getting my diploma. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame. And um, over that, I believe, yeah, I started. My school had sent out an email uh, late March, and I've been out of school ever since then, doing Zoom calls and everything for my teachers and all. And when I first started, I thought I saw that people were actually, you know, taking this thing seriously, staying inside, you know, um, everything else. But then, like when it hit mid-April, I'd say 
notice people, you know, they were very nice on the streets, but, you know, walking their dogs and everything, just not, you know, taking any action into making the situation better. And I feel like if that's the case, then I don't know when this is going to end. Uh, one more question and I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as an 18 year old, during this time frame, you know, you got people like AOC saying the world's going to end in 12 right. years, all this crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Um, hope. Like, obviously, you know, like, there's going to be a better tomorrow, but just just speak to that if you could about, you know, being an 18-year-old in this time frame. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of tough because I miss seeing my friends from school and everything, and we've, we've actually been talking about this, how saying, like, they've been contacting their family members, saying that, you know, hoping everyone's better and everything, and they want to try to encourage their family members to try to do the right thing, to try to spread more uh, positivity and more mm. hope that this situation could get better. And I feel like my family's, you know, the same way. I feel like the news is almost trying to scare the economy. Yes. I feel like the news is not bringing anything positive in the news itself. And I feel like they're only looking at the, the bad side of the situation. They're not bringing out any good things in the news and they're trying to scare the economy. And I feel like it's not, you know, they're trying, if they scare the economy, then what's, what's there to, uh, to make hope of. Okay. Last question. And I'll let you go after this. I promise. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure, to it's a pleasure talking to you. No, no uh, you're fine. Um, crap. I forgot the question. Um, crap. Oh, as a, as a media operation ourselves, mm -hmm. what, what can we do, I guess, to inspire, inspire hope in your guys' generation? Yeah. Uh, with with everything going on, what can we do being in this position to put out a better narrative to offer hope and inspire people? Um, I feel like if we take, if we put uh, actions into our own hands, then I feel like, you know, like spreading, spreading more positive, you know, overcoming all the negative acts that people are trying to scare one another with i feel like that if we look on more of the positive size as an economy mm -hmm. i think that this whole thing could change very soon but you know it's just a shame that everybody's looking more on the negative side rather than just looking on the more positive side and i feel like if that's the case then you know i don't know when but it just takes fighting man it yeah, takes yeah time it's fighting. Fighting. yeah that's all Yep. Well, I appreciate you spending this time, and I, I'm, I'm sorry I asked you so many questions. No, no, no. It's a, pleasure, it's a pleasure talking to you. I love your page. You know, shout out to you, and you know, awesome page. Thank you for joining us, brother. Stay yeah. safe out there. Thank you very much. You as well. Pleasure talking. There he goes. And I will put the, uh, I'll put Jay's information in the description bar below. Uh, I really wanted to, you know, just pick his mind about. We've all been 18, man, you know, and, and you've got all this crazy stuff going on right now and they're not really being offered hope and being in this position. I just feel like we should we should be doing this like we should be trying to help. Um, I, I get so busy trying to expose all this evil that I don't think about, you know, people like Jay that are watching. Um, and I've talked about I've talked about this time and time again. Uh, one of our longtime listeners, how he started out as a freshman and he's he's graduated high school now uh, following the page. And this is the position that we're in. We, we, we have to help people. I remember helping out uh, mothers whenever SB 277 mandatory vaccines and SB 276 
were being introduced in California. We were helping out mothers and families and stuff, getting those religious, getting uh, exemptions and connecting them with doctors. And you don't think about these things about helping people until like, until we're in times like this. And so I wanted to ask this question. I wanted to ask Jay that question uh, because I am trying to help out in so many different ways, even having a show like this, giving people a platform to talk about these types of things. That's what we're here for. Uh, but go ahead and let me get our next uh, guest on. Let's get, was that Nick? Nick Conopeak? Conopeak? Oh, nope, it's not there. Okay. What about Ramil Bakhisli? Ramil, I hope, um, I hope. I am pronouncing that the right way. Yo. Salutations, uh, Ramil. How are you, my friend? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Let me... Hold up, bro. Let me put the light on. I'm sorry <laughs> if I pronounced your name wrong. Yes, Ramil. How are you, bro? How do you, how do you say your last name, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, it's uh, Bakshli. Bakshli? Bakshli, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, well, thank you for joining, Ramil. How are mm -hmm. you, my friend? And uh, what's it like where you're at? Mm. I'm good, bro. I'm from uh, London, UK. And, you know, um, it passed, you know, 30,000 deaths. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that's what, the, what they're saying. Um, and but aside from that, it does feel normal. Um, from the area where I'm from, the little town, there's only two deaths, despite being in, uh, you know, central London. So, yeah, I was, what, what are your, sorry to interject, but what are your thoughts on uh, Boris Johnson? I know he just got out of, didn't he just get out of treatment for having COVID? Yeah. Were you, um, you think yeah, it's a show? I mean, it's, uh, do I believe it's a show? It was strange, his case. Um, what, the one thing I found interesting was there was a video that was made in, you know, the 2012 Olympics. Um, yes. Uh, there was predictive programming through that. And yes. there, was, there was one guy that looked very, very similar to Boris Johnson. And, with the, you know, and he was in a hospital bed. Um, so and it, then th that happened as well. So that was quite surprising. But then um, when you do actually look at Boris Johnson, that guy is pretty overweight and he does have other health conditions. So I, I wasn't really surprised on that side. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing I really did want to mention and I really wanted, because I've been following you for a while now, and you did, I guess, enlighten me in a lot of different ways. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, it's great to say this up front. Um, and you was mentioned a lot about giving hope and finding a way to fight back. I watched David Icke's third interview with London Real. I don't know if you had a chance to see that. I haven't had a chance, but I love David Icke. Yeah, man. Um, it actually was amazing. I watched it um, three hours long at the end. I just felt incredibly, incredibly, um, I don't know, it was just a different sense of hope, I guess. He has that, he has that elder voice about him these days. Exactly. Right? The way he speaks, you know, he just like, he gets you in a trance. He doesn't speak fast. Yeah. He's figured out how to pause and how to, how to really get you to think like, don't be emotional. Yeah. Really, really ingest, understand what I'm trying to explain. So no, I haven't had time to look at it, but. Yeah. Please and, continue. Yeah. And, you know, when I first watched um, the second interview, I'll be honest, I was kind of disgusted at 
what was what's been happening and the fact that you know they're hiding all of this um and i did kind of feel hopeless i'll be honest with you i spent a good week just saying you know fuck this i can't do anything about it and i just felt weak um and then i slowly picked myself up and then i started educating myself even more and telling my friends about it and they call me crazy um but afterwards now they start understanding and they're educating themselves so good but anyway in that third interview um i would it was much more of hope and ways of actually fighting back. And the key thing was, you know, what the Stoics say, you know, if it's the right thing to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not be afraid and understand, you know, what the consequences of you actually just, just laying back and then this all unfold. And if you really think about it, right, I know there's these elites that are running the show. Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates, they're pushing their agenda. The Rockefeller, the Rothschilds, all of them are pushing their agenda. However, yeah. I believe everyone who is a bit of educated knows the history behind the foundation of Bill Gates. They have a part. If they know it and they're not doing anything, then they're, they're part of them. They've got their hand in a murder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like when you put it into that perspective, it gives people, um, it's, it moves them from a victim mentality into taking ownership. That's saying, yes. you know, I do have a part and then they can change the actions. Well, that's what I mean by telling people, or, or, or what, I, what I mean when I say people have bitten into the delusion, mm-hmm. they want to be deceived, so they have to double down in the lies in order to feel validated. People don't want to, they don't want to search for the truth. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't have a burning desire to actually figure out what's going on. They want to go around with whatever they're being told and yeah. propagate that same narrative. It is a spirit of fear, not one of courage. We're mm-hmm. trying to create a narrative of courage. Mm-hmm. And... In terms of creating, creating that courage, um, when do you think is the time to actually, you know, is to take action? Because I know a lot of people are protesting right now, and I agree with them. I feel like, you know, I've, just yesterday, CDC reduced the death figures from 70,000 to just under 40,000. And again, if people honestly think that all the media and the government sources are not trying to spread fear, then they should look at the official figures. Yeah. Um, so that when, when you actually say, you know, enough is enough and actually go out there, protest, and, you know, get, 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 get back our freedom, you know, if I'm... You know, that's a, one of the questions we got right here was like, how to stop the new world order? Mm-hmm. And, that's in, in the same vein as to where your question is. Yeah. I'm not sure how to stop them. I think right now what we have to do is is obviously protest, but mm-hmm. evolve like what our protests are. It can't just simply be going out there and uh, waving signs. That is necessary. But we've also got to back it up like with like legal and litigious movements. We've got to get stuff out there. Um, coming up with, and I, and I said this when it happened, coming up with our own list as to what we as civilians deem as essential. I don't want to play their games by you know, being bogged down to their level, but because we're being told what is essential and what is not essential, we're not coming up with a list as to what we think is essential. We're just going along with things. So mm-hmm. creating that courage narrative where we declare what we think is uh, essential, that's part of the protesting. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the evolution of the protesting. Mm-hmm. That's why one of our commenters just said, protest with your money. Buy mm-hmm. local. That's why I've been advocating for people to do that. Yeah. Uh, vote with your dollars. Vote with your lifestyle. Go out there and go show people that there is a form of normalcy. Mm-hmm. 
and then regardless of these external things, you won't let them affect you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in order for us to, 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 to get back our freedoms, we mm -hmm. have to be willing to flex what rights we already have. But mm -hmm. because of what we talked about beforehand, you know, that, that spirit of fear that's being put out there, we're not seeing people flex their, uh, uh, flex their strength, flex their freedoms. They're being told, if you flex those things, we'll put you in jail. And so that's, 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 that mindset of, oh, shucks, I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble. You know, I just want to go along and get along. We kind of have to get over that because sacrifice, I don't want to, God, this is going to sound so crazy and conspiratorial. People are going to take it and run with it. Some sacrifices have to be made. That's why you have to get locked up so you get out. So you can say, look, these people are, are, are corrupt. Mm -hmm. That's why the peace principle and the non-aggression uh, tactic is, mm. is, 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 is time. It's, it's tested. It's true. Being like a martyr is real, but people don't want to be a martyr. They don't believe in things. They don't want to stand for things. And so it comes back to that, having that spirit of courage instead of giving into that spirit of fear, protesting mm -hmm. and letting your, uh, letting your life be a testament towards freedom. Yeah, and that's exactly what David Icke um, said in the last hour of his um, interview, which was, you know, when you open up your heart and embrace the love, all that fear that's being programmed into us will all just evaporate, evaporate. And, and he's been doing this for 30 years and he's got a lot of hate, a lot of death threats probably. And he's always opened up his heart. And, yes. loved, and you know, spiritually, he believes that's why he's still alive on this planet. Um, and I do agree, you know, courage is, is an incredible thing. And it's all going back to um, the teachings of the Stoics. And again, Marcus Aurelius, like that guy, he was one of the greatest emperors. And I'm, I'll repeat the quote, and he said, you know, if it's the right thing to do, then do it. Like, don't moan about it. Don't be afraid of it. Do it. Like, and I give a great example to my friend, you know. And I was like, well, if you see a kid getting raped or... <laughs> One of my friends walked up. Yeah, like, if, you, if you see a kid, you know, getting raped on the street, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just stand by and think, oh, you know, what if, what if this guy's got connections and... They're gonna come off my family. You know, the first thing you do is just jump straight into it and help them. Yeah. Um. And so, I just also want to talk about um. Talk about you. You mentioned a lot about you know money and investing in local businesses, um. And I guess a lot of people don't actually know where all this currency has been created and by whom, um, like. The Federal Reserve, a lot of people don't know, is not create is not owned by the U.S. government. Yeah, it's not federal. Yeah, and uh, it's actually owned by the biggest banks in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. And this is a great. This is a little shout out to Mike Maloney. If you guys don't know him, um, definitely check him out. He gives a lot of financial education, and he's the one that opened my eyes to that in terms of where currency, not money. Money has a store of value. The dollar, it's not. It's it's not money into currency just like the pound and the euro and he was talking about how essentially we are thinking that the government owns it but it's not it's just right now trillions are being put out there into the market yep. the banks just ran a bit of digits and if you really think about it, the people the banks are giving out those loans to those big corporations they get the processing fees i.e millions for each business and they're making the money so it's like there's a problem they create the currency and they get the currency back in their pockets. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and there was a saying, right, if the American people, and I guess the world knew 
how the monetary system actually works, there'll be a, a revolution by the afternoon. I'm not saying there should be a revolution. I just feel like be educated, understand it. And if enough people understand, you can protect your wealth. Because that's the thing. With un high unemployment, you're going to be dependent upon the state, as you mentioned before in your post. And you're going to have to buy their rules, get those vaccinations, yeah. um, get all those chips inside you. But if you can protect your wealth, then you have a chance of fighting back. I and agree. I'm like, big shout out. Um, if you don't know about him, Mike Maloney, really, he's been here. He's been telling us for the last 15 years, he predicted the 2008 financial crash. Mike Maloney. Yeah. Um, a really great guy, honestly. I think you would definitely like him. But I've definitely been, uh, I don't want to say like putting off the financial talk about all this stuff, but there is yeah. like a whole other aspect to all this uh, truth seeking and exposing that, that deals with like money and finance that we have to like deal with. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely glad you brought that up. But um, Ramil, we could talk for hours. Uh, what do you want to leave the audience with? What do you want to uh, send out to them? I would say, um, what would I say to the audience? I would honestly say, you know, educate yourself as much as possible, right? Um, you know, if when I see, you know, interviews by David Icke or Dr. Batar, I don't want to just stop at, at, you know, what they say. Go straight to the source of the information. Educate yourself on that. Because this one thing I've realized, right, with um, David Icke, he said a comment about how, you know, giving more rights to gay people and gender are part of the agenda. And one of my friends was like, well, that's, that's you know, that's kind of taking a piss out of those people. And I'm like, no, he didn't mean that way, but I can see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But if you go straight to the problem, man, instead of just sharing that video of David Icke, Bans, go to his sources, and then you share those sources, which are, you know, straight to the point and just the facts, you're more likely to be believed, number one, because a lot of people... You know, because David Icke believes in aliens and some people don't. It kind of I believe in reptilians. Yeah, but that's the thing. Though. Let's say you, people who don't believe in that and let's, you, you, let's say you give a straight fact, right? People will be like, oh, why would you want to listen to this guy? He believes in, you know, aliens. And so they'll try and discredit you through that way. But if you go give them the source, it'd be much more difficult. That's number one. Also, educate yourself as much as possible so that when you go tell people, There'll be no gaps in your argument. Go straight to the source and yeah, don't be disheartened, honestly. Because they will try and they care for you, that's what they say, you know, get off social media, but honestly, just continue educating yourself. And yeah, and also one thing as well, tip for the um your platform. You know, um it what it would be really, really great, and I haven't really seen a lot of um, you know, social media platforms doing this, but Let's say if you share a video of David Icke, it'd be really great if, like, fact-checking him in a way. Instead of then, because I've seen a lot of posts where the newspapers fact-check, which is kind of absurd, but you actually do it. So let's say there's a clip of David Icke talking, and then mm. you have your own video, and then you go into the evidence and to the source of what he's saying. I've definitely thought about that, like having, like, a, like a co-stream type thing where I, like, live stream, like, an interview or a documentary, and then, like, whenever it hits, like, a cool key point, pause it, talk with the audience, break stuff down, get people's opinions on, shoot the breeze, and then hit the documentary again. I've, I've definitely thought about doing that because uh, you're right. Right now, the only fact checkers we have uh, are mainstream media. And it's not like I'm fact checking to disprove them. It's, it's fact checking to, you know, explain his point of view. 
So mm -hmm. I've definitely thought about it. It's uh, people just don't have long attention spans, man. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's trying to get them to focus is the hardest thing. But, exactly. um, and also trying to connect all the different pieces because the internet, you know, with all those posts, because um, once you're in deep, it's very difficult to someone who's new and try to get them up to scratch. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I definitely have that problem. We, we definitely have that problem because people join in, they see what we're doing. They're like, what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. I'm scared, fake news. And then they run. Mm -hmm. we, we've definitely got to work on like an introductory, uh, an introductory into what mm -hmm. we're doing. Exactly. But yeah, just want to say thank you for everything you're doing. And for everyone as well, there's no need for violence. Honestly, it's just educate yourself, uh, yes. protect your wealth. And you know, we'll get through this, honestly. Listen, we will find a way. I just believe in that. We will. So anyway, peace, bro. We will. Wish you all the best. Thank you for joining us, Ramil. Stay safe out there, bro. You too, bro. Love, guys. There he goes. There goes Ramil. Back. Kiss me. Back. Kiss me. There he goes. There's Ramil. And just to, uh, we, we were we were talking about um, family stuff and things like that. I just wanted to interject real quick. Uh, Harvard is actually talking about abolishing the family because of the coronavirus. And there was a, a, a organization funded by George Soros a couple weeks back that advocated for the very same thing, the abolition of the family. What you've got to understand is uh, we, are, we are truly up against a anti-human, anti-God agenda. And these people want to rob your rights. So what Ramil is talking about from creating courage to the economic and financial aspect of what's going on is very real. You know, this is why when we talk about the evolution of warfare, we've slipped in financial in there because it is, it is very, it is a very real thing. Um, I'll say this and we'll start getting on our next guest. This is why in a weird way, you guys have seen us change from like being about steak and potatoes to talking about using fruits and plants and vegetables uh, as your medicine. And that's a very real thing, but they're not talking about this. So <laughs> no, no, no. a lot of things going on. The idea is to keep people so poor that they don't think that they can afford a healthy lifestyle, but that's not how it works. But um, yes, do not get discouraged. This is only but a moment. Dr. Schaff, very curious about that. Let's go ahead and get Dr. Schaff on. Let's see if they're an actual doctor. Hi there, nice to meet you. Hi, Dr. Schaff. Hi, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm just gonna start off with, I just got red-pilled like three weeks ago, hardcore, Out of Shadows, documentary, Falkaball, Pedowood, Pedogate, Satanism, child trafficking, all of the above. I've spent night and day research. I put on, I, like, I had a degree Good. in biochemistry, Good. researching it, spreading the information. I've got, like, 30, 40 people to watch out of shadows already. Um, yeah. And I'm, a, I'm also a tech entrepreneur. Um, I've been in startups. I've worked in artificial intelligence, blockchain technology also last year. And then created, and now I'm literally, I've deployed all my resources all my team um, de developers in creating a brand new social media platform that doesn't have censorship. And so what I wanted to okay. share with you is that I am a strong woman. 
and I have learned what the corruption of medical science was for the last 10 years of my life. So I was red pilled like 20% and I thought I was woke as fuck. And then I realized, you know, all the other shit and, nope. and the grand picture. And it's, it's really painful that awakening to like kind of dissect apart, you know, all of our belief if systems. You don't mind, just to interject real quick, uh, because yeah. I, I, I do want to know more, what spurred the 80% awakening oh, it, it was it was it was it was seeing what mainstream media channels were saying about mm -hmm. the coronavirus and then me communicating with hundreds of doctors and all of my communities and seeing what the what the scientific literature and what doctors were saying could be completely yes. different and it was making me depressed it was like i felt so at loss i started asking consciousness and for for help and guidance and i became depressed and i was really upset and like i went to some really dark places um like a month ago and then usually when i go to a really really dark place which is rare in my life it's always right before a, a bigger awakening in my life yes and then and then the, the fucking documentary came out and i just started following one thread after the other um and i i know what cognitive dissonance feels like and i know that pain so i lean into it and i follow it and i follow the gut intuition and, and you know truth resonates and when, and yes. it's incredible because when you when you find truth, you're no longer triggered. That's like a great way to like be able to delineate like what is truth versus well, not. Well, you discipline yourself. You discipline yourself. You learn. You learn. You learn discernment. You learn filtration. You learn like awareness. All right, what is the truth? What is the yes. lie? What is the yes. what is the truth in between both of these things? You learn to like right. literally get like a different sense to 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 detect certain things. So uh, before you were talking about the fall of the cabal, you're talking about your awakening process, and now how you've devoted, devoted your resources towards empowering yes. patriots, empowering civilians, changing the narrative. Speak a little bit more about that, please. Yes. So my concern, especially from a medical perspective, is the fact that a lot of people are going to be in a lot of pain as their yes. worldviews fall apart. I mean, there's 44,000 fucking sealed indictments right now. There's a lot of shit that's going to be unveiled throughout this year. And a lot of people who are not going to be able to handle, I mean, even right now, as we're going through this pandemic, um, people yep. are like scared. The amount of anxiety medications and depression medications are up 30%. And we know that the, the entire industry of psychotropic drugs themselves is a fucking hoax built on awful science. And, and there's absolutely no backing to the neurotransmitter theory. If you ever look at the medical literature, it's fucking wild. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's wild. Right. So my, you know, goal and purpose right now, and, 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 my life has been like about disrupting big pharma. That's like where my journey has been throughout my, my medical career. Good. Right. It's like, but now again, on a bigger scale is my concern is as things, you know, cause things are not going to get better. I mean, they're getting better in terms of like awakening, but they're going mm -hmm. to get worse. There's going to be a, another planned second wave and more fear mongering. And like, they're trying to do anything right now. Like let's throw in from fucking killer bees. Like UFOs, yeah. like they're trying to do anything that'll stick. Murder <laughs> so what I've created is um, it's called mbc.care and mbc stands for mind body consciousness and okay. we're launching in just a couple of weeks to be honest and it's creating this space where people who are either veteran red-pilled individuals like yourself to go there to be able to post your content to do your Instagram lives and then actually have like 
it be notified and not censored and, and it, you know, to be able to have these, these authentic conversations um, and to create a repository for people to come to have that support and guidance because it's going to be so necessary for when, you know, people who don't have the context of this bigger picture or consciousness especially um, will need and need to be provided for. <laughs> so well, I'm glad you I, said that. Yeah. I'm actually very glad you said that because I've really been trying to explain this to people, like the, the willpower, the, the mental faculties that are required to break down, process, analyze, and then at the same time improvise this information. Yes. Everything that's happening right now, like you said, the pandemic, the scandemic, everything that's going on right now, they have a plan for how they would like for us to go. But because we're not talking about what our narrative is, as I said before uh, with our previous caller, creating that narrative of courage, right? We're just going along to get along. So we need individuals like yourself to come up with social media platforms. We need people, mm -hmm. doctors, nurses, to come out exposing uh, the, the, the hoax behind the numbers. If you could, explain that a little bit. Uh, what well, your it's, research, it's... your analysis of the numbers have shown? Oh, I mean, in terms of like how this, the pandemic is a hoax. Uh, I mean, it started off with the Imperial College giving this doomsday projection of 30 to 40 million deaths globally. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Based on, uh, on an infection fatality rate of 1% or more out of Wuhan, it was 3.4%. And now what we're finding in multiple studies all across the world, even with mature data coming out of Italy and across eight different countries in Europe, then there's also the Santa Monica, uh, you know, study and or versus like the one in Massachusetts, where it was a homeless shelter. Um, it's, it's, it's coming out to be 0.1% to 0.03%, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Un so unfortunately, it's not as, you know, deathly as I think they, they had hoped it to be, but they also are reiterating um, whatever this substance is, whether it's 5G or whether it's actually a virus or whatever, um, to become more deadly, to continue to push this depopulation agenda, all these other things. Like, it's so fucking obvious. <laughs> like it's Yes, it is. That's what's crazy about it. And I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think that's Not what's crazy point. about it, because we are reaching such a point to where mm -hmm. everything's just, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And I feel like the same way that you're describing your awakening process that's how all this has to go down as well. It has to get so overwhelming that it collapses in order for us to create something new. Right. And then like, and the collapse is really tough. I mean, I'm just so concerned because I just saw what I just went through, but I know how to handle it because I've gone through multiple awakenings in my life. Like whether it was, I used to be a Muslim and then I became an atheist because I realized the dogma of religion. And then I had my spiritual awakening. So I, I've gone through different reiterations of this, right? Um, but mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that context or they might not have that support. So this is why it's so imperative for me to be creating the space that provides that guidance and support without all the noise and the misinformation that's, you know, taking place. And it's just, uh, I'm just like gun ho about this. That's why I followed your yes. followed so many and, and it's, it's, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, maybe after the live, you can send me like a link or something to it. If, yes. if it, um, we can try to get other pages on because we had Jay of Truth is Our Religion try to do something similar. He tried to create the truth tube where he was pulling people, pages like myself and other individuals off of Instagram mm -hmm. to create a platform designed specifically for this. Uh, so mm -hmm. we can share articles, share episodes, share videos, share this information. The only right. sad part is, is there wasn't funding for it. So he, yeah. he So I, thankfully, abundance has come into my life. Like, 
because I figured out how my truth creates my reality and I can do like I've been working on my frequency and attraction and vibration. like I have I've done fucking well in my life so I was yeah. you know utilizing it to create different things yeah. I have the resources right now to be able to accomplish this and I don't need help and, and the platform is free it's free for people to come on. I have a lot of venture capital experience too, in terms of like utilizing that. And, and once there's traction, millions can go into, it's very, the, the process there is very easy for me. That That's the easier part for me. Business is an easier part for me. Huh. <laughs> this, is my, this is my sixth startup. It's not my first round. Um, okay. and, and it's just like, it's just that creating it is the most important part for me. Um, and then creating it well. Um, and then, the, the most another most important part for me is the ethos and the mission of the company, which is, you know, like there's other ones like Headspace or Calm or Mind Valley, and they're selling you something. They're telling yes. you like, I'm going to make you happy if you're depressed. Here, use my product or my platform. And for NBC.care, it is, we are a self empowerment platform. We are here for you to find your power, to find your truth, because we have access to the truth within all of us. We just have to go beyond the programming and, and kind of delayer all of that and dissect it apart and, and go through the triggers and, and heal and not have those like same trauma responses. And you will fucking connect with your truth and you'll find, and, and the truth is different for different people because we are all on different paths of ascension in our journeys. So that, that to me is the most imperative part is that this, this space and this platform and the type of content is, is utilized for that purpose. That is, and for people to find their gifts, once you, once you like connect with your truth and once you start to realize like what, what my purpose is in life, et cetera, like to be involved in something that's empowering that gift that we all have, you know? And then life becomes like a game. It's like we're in a fucking matrix and this is a fucking game. It's like an adventure. And that's that's truly like, I think where my goal is like of the highest. And I I have the ability to do it. Now it's like, now it's like, it's you. I live in Singapore right now, by the way. I moved from New York to Singapore. It's, four, it's 4.20 a.m. in the morning here. And I just randomly got on Instagram and I was like, oh, that. That, that fucking account I really like is on live right now. Let me. <laughs> it's four in the morning. You're listening to us at four in the morning. It's four twenty in the morning. Four twenty-two exactly right now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't mean to keep you up. Uh, You're not. You're outside. This is. I live for this right now. My life is this right now, and it's like I feel imp like imperative, like a rush because I'm like, wow, there like general general flint. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like my my life is this. I mean, this is like my, my purpose has been this for a long time in terms of like chronic health and like natural medicine and like mm -hmm. preventive care and all these things. Like I'm very, very, you know, aware. Well, what, are you, what are you doing in Singapore? If you don't mind me asking, did you, did you flee because of the coronavirus or? I've, I've been living here for a year and a half almost. I came here nice. because it was, um, it's, you know, allegedly the best healthcare system in the world among all these okay. other things. So I wanted to learn what makes it work here because they have a combination of government um, help and as well as privatized insurance help as well, which is something okay. that America does, but doesn't do it well. Correct. So, so, and then I worked for this company called Medialot.com, which does AI tech and um, blockchain technology. And I knew that AI was the future of medicine. So I came here for that experience and all these other, you know, a lot of different reasons in that regard. We may have to have you back on in the future because I feel like everything you're talking about is everything we're trying to go to. So 
what do you want to leave the audience with? And definitely send me, was it NBC? Doc yeah, care I'll or, type or, it right now in the thing. Doop, 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 NBC.care. And I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar for everybody else as well. Uh, because yes. I feel like we got a lot of feedback. But uh, what do you want to leave the audience with? And we definitely want to have you back on to uh, talk about um, this. I would say, just like David Icke on his last interview on London Real, the one that was live streamed, that really don't be dismayed by the naysayers or the people that may be still asleep. Like, it is a difficult process. Um, sure. If anything, this experience has also built a lot of compassion towards others too when you realize how difficult it is yourself and in the pain that it takes you know to go through it um to, to remain compassionate about the fact that people are wired differently and they are in their comfort zones and to exit a comfort zone is really difficult and to kind of yeah. remain you know empathetic to that and just know that they're not the enemy like the person they're pro a product of a bigger enemy and to continue to remain like keep your triggers if they arise not towards the people who are a product of that you know that's that's definitely something i have to work on myself uh i won't lie i definitely get a little frustrated because you know get it like you said like you said you've de you devoted your life to this you're focused you're energized you're fired up you can feel it there are certain people where you can feel it these people are here for humanity the mm -hmm. rest of humanity is not here for humanity and so i kind of get like dismayed by that i see that i get frustrated but right. I mean, you're right. Were, I, can't, like, I, I can't be mad. You know, that's it's they're a, they are a symptom of this sick society, and I have to realize that I'm here to wake them up. I can't be mad at them. It just it just it just gets frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just got to remember that all of us have just been being brainwashed since we were born, right? True, true. So you don't know what you don't know. It's it's, it's again, true. it's hard to accept, but you just don't. Oh. <laughs> and all we can do is kind of show them, and people will. And remember. Everything is perfect as it is. Things are going to happen the way they are meant to be happening. Consciousness is perfect. The, the karma cleansing, whatever you want to call it, is perfect. What, what's been happening has been happening for centuries. And, and actually, a one really good way to think about it is that you know how our reality is a reflection of our internal truths, right? Yes. So let's, the reason why we, are, we were so easily lied to is because we as ourselves, as individuals, have been lying to ourselves our entire lives too. We have delusional. Yeah, but, but about ourselves, like we don't understand our triggers. We don't know exactly why we are, we, we are made up the way. We don't understand the trauma that we experienced at five years old or 10 years old that created the subconscious wiring and programming too, right? And we're in this position where we're still lying to ourselves about who we are and why we behave the way we do. So and an example of what I'm trying to say is, let's just say we, we rounded up everyone in the cabal or, and like whoever was evil in the world, and we killed them. Okay, we just fucking killed them all. And we said, let's restart. Guess what would happen? Someone else would replace them. There wouldn't be yep. a revolution. It'd be because we are still living in, as individuals, lying to ourselves. Therefore, people could lie to us. Do you get what I'm trying to say? No, I hear you. That energy is still there regardless of if the vessel is gone. It's like, got to it, it's manifest itself. We, we would still be reflecting consciousness. And that is the fact that we are disconnected from it and we're continuing to lie to ourselves. So it really is a bottoms up journey in that way too. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's an uphill battle working with authenticity between yourself and others. I've been oh, talking about that all, all, all last yeah. year that a lot of people have a hard time not only communicating and connecting, uh, but how, you, how deeply you connect with yourself yes. or communicate with yourself 
dictates how deeply you will connect. Yes. And that's what I try to try to explain to people. And I think that's why these days I'm so angry is because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so focused all the time. And I'm like, can't you guys see these lies? Can't you see it? And then I realize you're, you, I, I'm here at the, I'm here doing the show to put the information out, trying to make people aware. You're, you're, you're hoping that everybody else is aware. It's not going to happen like that. You've got to continue to do the work you gotta do to blaze that. the path, to wake the others up. But I, I definitely like where your head's at, doctor. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to leave the audience with? This has been a blast. <laughs> so glad you brought me on. <laughs> yeah, it's just that 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 relationship with yourself and dissecting yourself is is really just the way to change reality. I mean, we yes. can try to change other people's reality, but then that's we're just another we're, we're just pushing another agenda. Honestly, even if we think our agenda is more correct and more light, it's it's still pushing something onto some like onto someone else's journey and purpose and their Emotion. and their emotional dominion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's so hard, but it's like, that's like the one of the highest levels of ascension, right? And one thing I tell myself is, this shit has been happening since the beginning of humankind, child sacrifices and worshiping. It's been happening since the beginning of time. So we really do have to try to take a neutral standpoint to some degree that the, the fact of its existence is still a part of consciousness reflection. Like it, it, it it's awful in every way. But, but, but it's, it's how this world works. It's how things are. It's like we're in a we're in a fucking matrix and we're in a game and we've chose a side and it's like game on God let's go. <laughs> hey, I agree. That's why I say we are the agents of change. But Dr. Shea, if I want to say thank you for joining us, send us that link so we can try to get people on and hopefully you'll join us again next week. Stay safe out there. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Ah, thank you for all the hard work that you're doing too and being in the same path and and on the side of this battle with me. <laughs> We're all in the same storm, just different boats. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Great. Bye. There she goes, Dr. Shafe. And we have, what does it say, like 53 seconds left. We only took like four guests. All of them were fantastic. I'm sorry to everybody else that uh, tried to join. Maybe next week we can make, next week, We'll take more. I'll try to. We had four guests this time. Next week, we'll try to have like five or six. I'll try. But I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this very special edition of Factions of Freedom. This is Tuesday, the Instagram live day, Instagram crew day. And I'll be here again with you guys next week, Lord willing. Uh, and yeah, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. Support our operation. Join our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction account. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.